Driving Culture Forward. This is Hype Beast Radio. I'm your host, Madrell Cine, here with my co-host, Kevin Wong. How's it going? And we're sitting down with artist, designer, Warren Lotus. Warren, how's it going? What's going on? Awesome. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, man. So uh, right here today, we're inside of Alchemist in Miami. Uh, can you just explain to the people what you're doing here? What I'm doing here is, uh, you know, we got uh, we got some stuff. We're selling some stuff. We're painting some stuff. We're going nuts. No, we're uh, we're so we got a motorcycle, a '99 uh, '99 Road King, Harley, of course, strictly, and uh, yeah, we got it off. Uh, found one around here because I immediately landed, and immediately we had to find this motorcycle because you know we kind of do everything spur of the moment. So we found one up in uh, North Palm Beach, and of course, like when you do these kind of transactions, like when you get a when you get a motorcycle from a third party, not a dealership. Yeah. You're not gonna know if it has any issues. You know, what if the fucking wheel falls off while you're, you know, doing a hundred, going back to wherever you live? And I, you know, I did, I did hit a hundred on that thing, mm-hmm. and uh, I was safe, thankfully. So we got it back here, and then uh, now I'm painting it up. So you know, mm-hmm. deal deal went well. Guy was a little uh, interesting who we bought it from, but you know, never gonna see him again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and so tomorrow you're doing like an archive sale as well. Yep, for. Uh, Hammer. So Hammer actually started, it actually started in last Art Basel. You know, I had this uh, collection, this machine collection that I was doing entirely in New York. And that, um, that was uh, kind of like, a, I would call it an experiment, you know, a lot of failure in terms of like getting the hang of, you know, the cut and sew process, working with factories, paying for stuff, knowing what to pay for stuff. You know what I mean? Because it's all about that. Because, you know, you will get taken advantage of if you don't know what you should be paying. So, I, you know, I had a rough time with that. I came down here and I was like, well, I want to do something where it's like graphic based on like blanks that I like, stuff that I would wear. So I had an Airbnb, the shitty Airbnb, and I got some screens made locally, which I uh, I figured out somehow and got a bunch of jeans, Levi's. I found a place to get Levi's for super cheap. And I, uh, yeah, I just printed up a bunch of shit, and my it was my buddy Austin Austin's idea to uh, sell it all here for ten bucks. And we, I remember we would go and we would go to like we would go to the actual Levi's store. And I remember buying this uh, Levi's trucker jacket for like maybe like hundred and twenty bucks, and you know, a few hours later we sold it for ten. <laughs> but it was great though, you know, you know, you get those guys in here, they they. They spent ten bucks on something. They don't. They don't give a fuck if they list it for you know three grand. So you know, my yeah, my buddy is very he's very smart like that. So it worked. It worked really well, and it was also hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> now um, this isn't your first time like you know working with Alchemist. Like you did a mural as well last year. Yep. Yep. I did it on this fucking uh, scissor lift. You know, working like a dog. Uh, my man Roma. I love him. He runs me ragged when I do this stuff, but it always pays off. We always come up with something great, you know. Shop Alchemist, shop Alchemist. Um, <laughs> but uh, for our listeners, they—I mean—they don't know. But yeah, we got the cracky carny vibes, you know. <laughs> we're doing. Uh, it was Roma's idea, I guess, in the in the 1920s when he was growing up. They had these car- <laughs> they had these uh, these carnival these carnival prizes that were mirrors that they would uh, they would print a graphic on, like an album mm-hmm. cover, I guess, you know. And. Uh, yeah, we made our own. He told me what to do. I made uh, I got some ink that was special for mirror, and I printed it on there, two different layers, and then a hand painted a hand painted layer, 
and uh, came out great. So we have that, the mirrors, the motorcycle, and then the archive stuff. So, you know, we got our hands full, and I'm excited for people to come and actually, because rarely do we have, rarely do people have the chance to buy, like, the stuff we sell online in person. So, you know, I want to give people a chance to do that before everything goes to stores and stuff like stuff like that. So yeah, and seeing your work in person is, you know, quite different, you know, but yeah, it's yeah. tactile because you paint right on it. You yeah, know? So exactly. it's, it's definitely an experience. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, that's what we, you know, we try. That's what we try to do, man. We try to give uh, give the experiences. So it's uh, it's great because I get to also meet people, you know, even though it's mm -hmm. Miami and you know, I don't exact my following is like it's small, but and but it's diverse it's all over the place and you know sometimes it's funny because you'll get these comments will be like yo bro you gotta do like a pop-up in like uh siberia or like you <laughs> know what i mean like the last place where i'd fucking do a pop-up just because yeah. there's probably one guy there probably freezing his ass off you know you know who 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 likes the stuff and that's i always think it's classic you know what i mean like mm -hmm. bro you gotta do a pop-up in istanbul like it would go crazy <laughs> And I'm just like, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> no, but isn't that crazy? Someday. Yeah. Isn't that crazy, though, just to see, like, you know, how far the brand has reached, like, since the days oh, that yeah. you started it, you know, in your dorm? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Crazy. It's fucking, I, I, can't, I can't believe it, you know what I mean? Like, it's still, like, it's never going to stop amazing me mm -hmm. that people know this stuff and actually are enthusiastic about it, mm -hmm. as, as enthusiastic about it as I am. That's never gonna stop amazing me. You know what I mean? And I, I never really think about it. You know what I mean? And I just want to make the stuff and meet the people that support it. That's everything to me. So, you know, it's it is crazy. Like I never, I never really, I never would have thought. You know what I mean? Some of the experiences mm -hmm. I've had, I just like, it's like what the fuck, man? I can't believe this. I can't. I really can't. You know? What's what's what? Maybe a moment or a crazy story that you had where you really just thought like man i can't believe it's gone this okay. far i never usually talk about i never do really talk about this stuff mm -hmm. but and uh i was so a few months uh, maybe a month ago i was in uh i was going to visit this girl up in uh in Uni uh, new hampshire in university of new hampshire and i was fucking i was i was sounds like a good story oh yeah yeah <laughs> i was going to meet this fucking girl and um I stopped at a gas station in this fucking east bumfuck nowhere town it probably in new hampshire you know mm -hmm. what i mean mm -hmm middle fucking nowhere and i go into the convenience store to pay for my gas and i and i see this or now going towards the convenience store to pay mm -hmm. for my gas and i see this kid and uh he's kind of looking at me i'm like oh fuck this guy's gonna try to fucking rob me or something <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so i'm like getting ready i'm i'm in a uh, fucking defense mode and he goes like and the kid just goes is that the boss don and the i was like <laughs> oh, i was like holy shit <laughs> this kid you know he lives in he's living in this town mm -hmm. And, you know, if I were, if I were like, in, if I was a fan of somebody like Clint Eastwood, for example, and I lived mm -hmm. in like some little nowhere town in like Arkansas and I saw him filling up at a gas station, I would, I would be like, holy fuck. <laughs> and the, but the fact that that even happened, I was like, wow, you know what I mean? Like I, what the, like, it's just like, and the fact that it's a gas station, mm -hmm. a place where people are constantly coming and going and coming and going yeah. and. I don't know that stuff. Like I said, I'm just never. It's never gonna stop wowing me, and yeah. it's all. It's always makes me feel good. So yeah, man. Yeah. So let's go back. You know, revisit those early days of like the brand. Like, how long have you been doing art? Well, um, I honestly, I you know, I as a kid, I drew, mm -hmm. like most kids, and I stopped. Played a lot of video games and skateboarded, and you know, 
did a lot of different stuff and um I guess uh I guess my my buddy Steve and Austin they they would come up to uh visit me in Watertown right outside of Boston and um you know they'd be like hey man like drawing these air forces or something cuz I would do these like drawings of Michael Myers and like you know copying stuff which is you know it's how you get better so I would just be drawing like Michael Myers or like Jason or something like and they would be like draw these on a pair of air forces so I did that I was like okay you know it's cool that now, because before that, I was playing around with other people's graphics, like taking T-shirts and like, kind of uh, doing like an underlay patch and like distressing mm -hmm. a flannel and putting the T-shirt graphic underneath, and um, and now I was like, oh shit! Now now I control the graphics. Like mm -hmm. if I get good enough at this, I can imagine something and put it wherever I want it. So I was like, okay. So I kept doing it and kept doing it, and it was very primitive at first. Like I really sucked at drawing, but somehow a lot of people still liked it and it resonated with them so with that i with the momentum i kept doing it and getting better and obviously like the more you practice like i swear to god like if you practice something enough like you will get better at it no mm -hmm. matter what and you know i would say even just just last year i look at some of my drawings and i'm like holy fuck i can't believe i was like like these look like fucking cave paintings you know what i mean like <laughs> I can't believe it. Like, I really practiced and got better. So, yeah. you know, I'm always improving. I'm never going to stop. Like, there's not going to be a point where I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm done improving and learning for now. You know, I'm always learning and mm -hmm. trying to pick up new techniques. And I love knowing how stuff works. And, you know, that's going to help you a lot, too, understanding stuff. You know what I mean? Like, understanding how an embroidery machine works is going to make you a lot better at making things that are meant for embroidery right. you know even if it's just taking a even if it's just taking a vector and converting it into a, like an embroidery file if you know how it how the embroidery machine works then you can create a design that's tailored to be embroidered you know right. what i mean because it's mm -hmm. not it's sometimes they have these little boundaries and you're just they're like well we can't do this or does it come out how you want it and yeah all that kind of stuff so right at, at what point did you like you know realize that you can turn your art into like you know a, a clothing brand um, I, well, I mean, I started, I started off I, I, by just making these flannels with stuff sewn on the back. It wasn't even the underlying patch. It was like just sewn on there. And I was like, you know, I, I liked it. I liked having control over stuff that I wore. And when I started drawing and, and I'd also, you know, look at a lot of stuff from like motorcycle culture. Cause I love, I love bikes, you know, I've been riding since i was probably 17 18 and um in boston in yeah in boston nice. my bike's actually still there at my mom's house i'm not nice. gonna move it because if i move the bike my mom's gonna cry because <laughs> it's like i'm really gone so yeah. you know what i mean i'm living in la but i come i come back as much as i can like every every month every other month so i'm not gonna mom i'm not gonna move the motorcycle <laughs> it's gonna stay there i'll get one for los angeles don't worry about it so um you know a lot of that stuff like i liked how people would like represent like you know you know, represent themselves. They, you know, like I'm doing people, you know, people have been painting on motorcycles probably since they first, you know, since they first existed. So mm -hmm. I like how people express themselves in that way. And I like the idea of like, you know, having your bike, bike parked outside a restaurant and someone, they don't even have to see it. They're like, Oh, that guy's in there. You know what right, I mean? Like right, I can right. see, I can tell because his bike has that on it. You know what I mean? I love that. Like being recognized by mm -hmm. something. You don't even have to be there. I think that's awesome. Yeah, so being presented with the, you know, the opportunity through clothes to present, like, you know, your own story mm -hmm. and your own spin on, like, you know, 
your perspective on clothing and stuff that birth like you know bill by warren lotus mm -hmm. can you explain to the people um like you know the inspiration behind bill to the people out there <laughs> no bill bill is uh that's a line dedicated to my uncle he uh passed from als and he was very uh he was a very like creative guy and um he was always doing different things like you know f birthday birthday cards so they would always be like they would always have some clever twist to it and mm. I just remember his spirit and stuff like that and it, it you know it just felt right to name that after him and having that stuff the bill stuff be the most special like because we still do that you know like mm -hmm. the painted stuff mm -hmm. it's it's all it's very time consuming but they're all pieces that I'm very proud of and are kind of like the cornerstones of the brand like we have our bill pieces and then you know everything else kind of lives within that mm -hmm. that's at least how i feel about it yeah and then i mean maybe you can dive into a little bit um some of the symbolism that you have in it or like the kind of the characters that you have within each yeah obviously you know there are some there's some skeletons in there i throw i throw the skeletons in a little bit just a little bit mm -hmm. but uh i don't know i really like just the stuff that's fucking you know boss yeah it's don shit you know what i mean <laughs> fucking having a naked girl on the side on, on your jacket or like mm -hmm. a skeleton with a gun or something yeah i always thought that stuff was cool so you know I think sometimes I definitely use it as a vehicle to be a little more serious where it's not just like, oh, this looks sick. Let me mm -hmm. throw it on there. Like sometimes I use it as a, a way to be like, you know, maybe I'll try to communicate something that's like kind of I'm thinking about or dealing with at the mm -hmm. time. And it's great for that. And like, I don't know why the skull kind of hits me in that way, but it just, I don't know. I always, I like drawing people too. I'm definitely, it's definitely harder. It's a lot harder mm -hmm. and I'm getting better at it. Like. You know, I, I've always, like, drawn girls and stuff. Like, I think that's also something, like, I've never really drawn, like, men before. And I'm trying to do that. It's just a whole different. Mm -hmm. It's I think it's a lot easier to draw guys, honestly, because it's, like, they can look fucking ugly or whatever. And, yeah. like, you know, it's not, I don't know, there are very particular things about the female face and stuff. Like, just as an, a drawer, mm -hmm. it's harder for me. And I've definitely been practicing at it and getting, like, the cheekbones and stuff. Because, you know, every human has like defining characteristics and having to kind of like learn about them and study it and then be able to draw it on paper and not mm -hmm. make it look like shit i mean i've had a, so many things that look like shit especially when i first started start drawing like girls and skeletons yeah. you know i get the skeleton done i try drawing the girl and be like fuck you know it doesn't look anything this i don't know what this is you know what i mean mm -hmm. so uh but yeah yeah and you you know your unique style like brought in a lot of fans but then it also brought in a lot of like you know fast fashion brands that have tried to imitate yeah, the yeah. style and stuff like that yep. and your response to that was like you know your h&m bootleg collaboration yeah, yeah. <laughs> can you um can you can you just explain that collection and like you know what what course. influenced that of course well i just want to be the first guy to bootleg uh one of these companies before yeah. they before because forever 21 took uh one design i did and you know h&m i thought would fit better just because like they did they didn't i don't think at least at the time they hadn't bootlegged me or anything mm -hmm. but it just was kind of a lot of like even zara like h&m's just like the bigger brand yeah, yeah. yeah it's boss and i yeah. like their h&m logo so i was like all right i can work with these guys you know they they steal a lot of people's shit so you know they'll probably <laughs> still mine eventually so i was like all right and uh you know what the way i feel about it is like if you're doing something original and people are if people are copying it especially in this business you just got to get used to it because you just you have to be secure in the fact that you're the one with the ideas and you will continue to create original content and these other people are just going to wait for your move and if you're smart 
And if you're like, if you're a savvy business person and an artist, like you're going to be fine. You know what I mean? Just like, don't, I don't, I don't like when people kind of, I think people are kind of, a lot of people waste time, like calling out these big brands that don't give a flying fuck about what they have to say. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and they should just move on and create the next thing. Cause if they, right, if they right. created this other thing, they can definitely do the next one. And then, you know, that's just, that's just the nature of this, this, mm -hmm. uh, this game. You know what I mean? Like. You got to get used to it or else you're going to get eaten alive. You got to move fast. That's that's my that's my opinion. Yeah. And speaking of like, you know, continuing to like, you know, innovate and move mm -hmm. fast. Like that's something that you've been doing as well. You presented earlier this year, like, you know, in Paris. Like, yep. how's that? That was that was great. It was super. It was a different like definitely a different setting. I, I like I was saying, I love to have the opportunity like with the showroom, like you get to kind of explain the story behind everything. And, you know, I get to get bring out the little salesman in me and that's fun. Like I'm selling fucking cars, you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, I have my whole team there, you know, uh, my uh, partner Stowe and then my creative director, Mike Hope, you know, I get to have them all in one place and we kind of get to you know, talk about all different aspects of the brand and it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. And it's great to also have kind of like Art Basel, you know, you get everybody in one place. Yeah. So you get to see friends, meet new friends. And although most of the time I'm in the in the showroom, you know, hawking, hawking my wares. So <laughs> so uh, and then I'll go to bed because I like going to bed early. Do you so do you think you'll do like more of that, like, you know, in the future and stuff? With Definitely. The I think that's I think that's probably going to be our main uh our main direction. I think we're going to kind of stop with the e-commerce and, and doing drops and kind of just shift to uh, wholesale and having things in uh, like brick and mortar and stuff. So mm -hmm. right. do you ever like, you know, foresee the brand doing like a runway show? I don't know. Maybe. I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what I think about that. Cause uh -huh. it's like this whole kind of thing. Like I feel like I kind of, I did, I, I, I had f like in the beginning I was having fun, you know? Mm -hmm. And then I started working and getting better at it. And then it kind of shifted and into this community and, you know, the fa the fashion community or whatever, this like street fashion community. And I, I don't know, because I don't personally understand runway shows. So I don't know if it would be right of me to do one because I don't to me, they all look fucking ridiculous. You know what I mean? Like. You can't wear any of that stuff, or at least I, I don't know how it works. So yeah. probably not, <laughs> but maybe you know, maybe one, uh, maybe one for the dons. You know, we'll do one for the dons. Buy some motorcycle So the, the the real fellas <laughs> out there will understand. Nice. We'll make yeah. one where the the fucking fellas they know what's up. <laughs> maybe. Can you um you know just just describe like the feeling of putting being put into like this new arena like you know at first it was like being put into like the artist realm and now like now it's like the fashion realm and you yep. are being considered as a designer at this point yep so like like how is that um it's uh it's it's great I love it I mean I love uh you know it's uh, the garment the garment industry really interests me more than uh, I don't know I guess. I don't know if this is the right way to put it, but I feel like the garment industry and the fashion industry are two different entities. Like mm. I like the garment industry more than the fashion industry because with learning about like the construction of clothes, even if it's not like high end fashion, like I learn, I like learning about these factories and the ones that are pumping out like 300, un 300,000 units a month. Like th those kind of places I think are so cool. And like these guys that sell fabric and, you know, work at mills and like, doesn't matter what they're making or who they're making it for. I still think it's, I still think it's really important. And if you can kind of bring some of those things to the table and not kind of get caught up in this whole like high end mm -hmm. luxury bullshit, I think you can make a really great product and you can make a lot of a lot more money that way. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Just 
I think with a lot of like high end fashion, people kind of get caught up in these like, oh, well, it has to be like this. Like we have to go to like this kind of like uh, we have to go to like a nice place to make it like right. Because let me tell you, the, a lot of these fucking factories, like, well, they have these nice-looking little offices yeah. and they're fan mm-hmm. the fancy flowers and chandeliers, and they'll fucking, you know, they will fucking take full advantage of you when it comes to price. Mm-hmm. And then you go down the street to some blown-out shithole on the side of the wall with a screen door where you got to knock and you can barely see the person that comes to the door and. That's the kind of place I want to go to. Mm-hmm. And if they don't know about fashion or anything like that, the better, the better. in my opinion. Huh. You got it. And I just, that's just how I've always liked it because, like, you know, it's, it's just super easy to get taken advantage right. of. And people want to pay, like, a premium on peace of mind. They're like, oh, well, this place looks nice. They're definitely going to be able to make, like, a nice pair of jeans mm-hmm. versus this other place I'm telling you about that could do the same thing for about, like, 70 per- 75% less right. of the other price. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it takes it's a lot of trial and error. Like, maybe I wouldn't feel as comfortable going to those places if I hadn't really just taken a, a leap of faith and tried it out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like you've not only grown as an artist, but you'll also, like, learn a lot as a businessman. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, like, I love that stuff. Like, I love, uh, you know, I go down to the fashion district. I I, complete, I change. I have a, a costume I wear, actually. <laughs> I, I, I wear a polo shirt. I got, like, I got, like, 20 gray polo shirts wholesale. Yeah. And uh, I have my, uh, like, nice shoes and um, a pair of black pants. Mm-hmm. And I, I look like I, I don't look like I do what I do. Mm-hmm. And I go down there and, I you know do my negotiations or whatever and they take me more seriously rather than you know wearing beat up jeans and like beat up sneakers and like <laughs> yeah. a t-shirt like a t-shirt with like a graphic on it mm-hmm. where they're like oh this kid you know they yeah, know yeah, these yeah, guys yeah. are slick <laughs> yeah. man these guys are fucking sharks they will know they will spot yeah. it right away so i'm not gonna be a fucking sucker you know what i mean so i just want to look like i'm you know like i'm making clothes for the office or like i have some boring uh like i work for fucking joseph Aboot or like one of those fucking like <laughs> those companies that makes uh, dress shirts that they sell at, like TJ Maxx you know what I mean like yeah. I want to look like one of those guys because they'll get the best deals so mm-hmm. that's how that's how I feel about it yeah on a more serious note like earlier this year you wrote like you know an Instagram post on your birthday yeah. just talking about like you know how last year the same time around like you know you you were having doubts about like the yeah. clothing brand and stuff oh, yeah. like that oh. what what had you like you know kept going what pushed you to keep going well um the challenge of perseverance, you know what I mean? Like, I, I never want to cave in and f- be like, fuck, like, I'm just going to give up. You know what yeah. I mean? That's just not, I would feel crushed for the rest of my life if I mm-hmm. gave up. And also, like, once you work for yourself, you will never go back, you know what I mean? And if you go back, it's going to be, like, one of the most, you know, stomach-churning feelings you'll probably ever experience. Because I've been close to it and I felt it, like, you know what I mean? Like, is this going to work? Like, should I get, like, a job? You know what I mean? And yeah, you just got to keep, because... No one really, no one at least coming from like my position, you know, my family growing up didn't have like much money at all. Like, you know, probably like we were like upper lower class or like lower middle class. My dad makes furniture, master cabinet maker, makes beautiful furniture, but it's just, it's hard like that. He's an artist, you know what I mean? And, and being, being an artist, like, especially when that, when the economy crashed, it's just, it's hard for people to kind of justify the money to spend on that. And my mom takes care of my grandmother. She takes great care of her. You know, it's her mom, and we all love her, and she lives with us. And, um, yeah, you know, and I do it for them. You know what I mean? I do it for my family more than, than myself. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do whatever it takes, man. I'm going to do it. Absolutely not going to stop. If I did, I would be letting down 
more people than myself. Even if they don't feel that way, I feel that way. Mm -hmm. I can't let them down. And a good way that, you know, that we end our podcast episodes with is like, you know, offering... If you were to go back in time and then give the Don, like, you know, the future, yeah, Don, yeah, yeah. future Don. Of, the future Don some words of wisdom on how, like, you know, he can better like himself me? both as a designer okay, me. Okay. or even as a businessman. Like, you know, what were some words of wisdom that you would get? Words of wisdom. Don't produce, don't produce jack shit in New York City because they will <laughs> fucking, they will charge you out the ass, man. Go straight to L.A., Warren. Seriously, Warren, you got, you cannot do shit in New York. They will, they are the costs are way too high. Go to L.A. Live in L.A. They make shit for way cheaper. <laughs> You're going to save a lot of money and a lot of stress. Believe me. Mm-hmm. And buy Bitcoin. And Monero. Buy Bitcoin, <laughs> buy Bitcoin and Monero and uh, some Ethereum while you're at it. Yeah. And uh, maybe uh, some Sia coin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those are all great cryptos. Hey. Do you think Good the key advice. to success is like, you know, um, really being a smart businessman? Yeah, yeah, definitely. You got to I mean, I think you got to figure out what's organic for you. Because if you go into this with, uh, if you go into this and you're like, I want to do this fat, I want to do fashion to make money. It's not going to work. You know what I mean? Like, this is the last business you want to go into trying to make a dime. You know what I mean? Like, if if it's going to work, it's going to work if you have something that's cool. If you're trying to make money, don't do this. There's not like, it doesn't work like that. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? So I'm fortunate enough that I kind of had an organic start and I grew it organically and you know what I mean? You just um, you have to have the combination. You gotta mm-hmm. have, you gotta have the passion, but balance that passion out with intelligence. Make the right decisions. Always, always, always know your worth, and 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 I mean that in the most positive way possible. Like, if you think you have something that's valuable, then it's valuable, and price it how you see fit. And if, even if, if you have a painting, let's say, and you want it to sell for a million dollars, and you truly believe that it should be a million dollars, fucking set it for a million dollars. And even if it doesn't sell for, you know, years, mm-hmm. and then it finally does, then, you know, that, if, that's what it takes. Set the bar for yourself. You know what I mean? I know I've done it, a, I know I've done it all my life. You know what I mean? I've been like, well, we need to get here. Yeah. We need to get here. We, like, and even if it seems unrealistic at the time, if you really work, like, and you have to be honest with yourself, like, am I really working hard enough to get this? It will come if you are. Mm. I swear to God. It really will. Like, you just got to gotta make it happen, man. Yeah. Get up at 5 in the morning. Go to bed at 9. That's what I do. Believe me. It right, works. Yeah. Words from be the a dawn. machine. Be, <laughs> a, be a machine. If I could be a machine, I would. Words from the dawn. Thanks, Warren. Of course, guys. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Thanks, fellas. Thanks, <laughs>